Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorabay Ram Goldar and here Mazechus Nazir Daf Tezvav, the second parak Harini Nazir. So the three tops we're going to focus on number one. The next mission teaches that one who said Harini Nazir Kshieli Ben Benazir Me'ayom. I'm a Nazir when I have a son and a Nazir for one hundred days. Notul Ben Adshivim Will Hipsid Kulim. If a son is born up until the seventieth day, he has lost nothing. Meaning both terms are counted simultaneously. Since the son's term would not end later than his own, his term is not suspended. But if he was born after the 70th day, he forfeits, meaning he must suspend his term to count his sons, since the son's term would end later than his. Rav says, The 70th day counts for both his and his son's terms. The start of the day counts for his term, and when a son is born that day, the latter part of the day counts for his son's term. Because it's deemed the equivalent of a full day, it also can be counted as an additional day of his own term. Thus, instead of bringing the Karbanas on the 101st day as usual, you bring them on the 100th day, saving a full day. However, the Gemara proves that our Mishnah does not agree with Rav, and will seek another Tana who does. Point number two, the Gemara suggests that Rav follows the opinion of Abba Shalwa, for it was taught in a of one who buries a relative three days before Yantav. His Shiva ends at the onset of Yantav. If the burial is eight days before Yantav, the Tanakhama says the Shoshim ends and may cut his hair on the air of Yantav. If he did not, he may not cut it after Yantav. He holds that the permit was a special dispensation for the honor of Yantav, and if he did not utilize it, the Shoshim continues after Yantav. Avashol disagrees on two points. Even if he did not cut his hair before Yantav, he can cut it after. For just as keeping three days ends the law of seven days, so too, keeping seven days ends the law of Shloshim. Thus, in addition to holding that Shloshim ends even if he did not cut his hair, he also only requires seven days of mourning to cancel Shloshim. It seems that he holds that the seventh day also counts as the first post-Shiva day beginning Shloshim. The Gemara rejects this, saying he may only hold this with mourning, which is a Durabun, and not with Naziris, which is a Deraisa. And pointing with the Gemara instead says that Rav follows the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who said, Shomer's Yom Keneged Yom. A woman who is watching for a clean day against a day in which she became tummy through a discharge of blood during Ziva days. That they shechted and sprinkled the blood of a carbon pesach for her on her second day, meaning the potential clean day. And then she saw another blood discharge. She cannot eat the pesach, being tummy, yet is exempt from making a pesach sheni. It seems that Rav Yossi considers her tummy only going forward and the partial day that was clean counts as a full clean day. Otherwise, she would be retroactively tummy for the entire day, and the Pesach brought for would be invalid. Thus, Rabbi Yossi holds, mixes a Yom Kukua, a partial day is like a whole day, and Rav follows his opinion. The Gemara challenges this explanation of Rabbi Yossi, but it stands. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission it teaches, the one who said, Harini Nazar Kusheli Ben, but Nazar Me'a Yom, I'm a Nazar. When I have a son and a Nazar for 100 days, Nodal Ben, Adshivim Lohipsiklum. If a son is born up until the 70th day, he has lost nothing, meaning both terms are counted simultaneously. Since the son's term would not end later than his own, his term is not suspended. But if he was born after the 70th day, he forfeits, meaning he must suspend his term to count his sons, since the son's term would end later than his. Rav says, The 70th day counts for both his and his son's terms. The start of the day counts for his term, and when a son is born that day, the latter part of the day counts for his son's term. Because it's deemed the equivalent of a full day, it also can be counted as an additional day of his own term. Thus, instead of bringing the Karbanas on the 101st day as usual, you bring them on the 100th day, saving a full day. 
However, the Gemara proves that our Mishnah does not agree with Rav, and we'll seek another Tana who does. Point number two, the Gemara suggests that Rav follows the opinion of Abba Shaul, for it was taught in a Brisa, one who buries a relative three days before Yantav. His Shiva ends at the onset of Yantav. If the burial is eight days before Yantav, the Tanakhama says the Shoshim ends and may cut his hair on the air of Yantav. If he did not, he may not cut it after Yantav. He holds that the permit was a special dispensation for the honor of Yantav, and if he did not utilize it, the Shoshim continues after Yantav. Abishol disagrees on two points. Even if he did not cut his hair before Yantav, he can cut it after. For just as keeping three days ends the law of seven days, so too, keeping seven days ends the law of Shloshim. Thus, in addition to holding that Shloshim ends even if he did not cut his hair, he also only requires seven days of mourning to cancel Shloshim. It seems that he holds that the seventh day also counts as the first post-Shiva day beginning Shloshim. The Gemara rejects this, saying he may only hold this with mourning, which is a Durabun, and not with Naziris, which is a Deraisa. And pointing with the Gemara instead says that Rav follows the opinion of Yossi, who said, Shomer's Yom Keneged Yom. A woman who is watching for a clean day against a day, in which she became tummy through a discharge of blood during Ziva days, that they shechted and sprinkled the blood of a carbon pesach for her on her second day, meaning the potential clean day, and then she saw another blood discharge, she cannot eat the pesach, but yet is exempt from making a pesach sheni. It seems that Rav Yossi considers her tummy only going forward. And the partial day that was clean counts as a full clean day. Otherwise, she would be retroactively tummy for the entire day, and the Pesach brought for would be invalid. Thus, Rabbi Yossi holds, mixes a Yom Kukua, a partial day is like a whole day, and Rav follows his opinion. The Gemara challenges this explanation of Rabbi Yossi, but it stands. All right, so now we get our Simon Dov Tezvav, and her standard Simon is a fruit bowl, because Tezvav reminds us of Tubishva. Tubishva reminds us of fruit, and we use a fruit bowl to make the Simon a little more distinct. So here goes. The fruit bowl maker, who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100-day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son, sent a fruit bowl to cheer up the Avil, who didn't cut his hair before Yantav and must let it grow through the Shloshim, and sent another one to the Shomer's Yom Keneged Yom, who saw blood again and couldn't eat the Pesach, but was exempt from bringing a Pesach Shani. Once again, it's motion. The fruit bowl maker, fruit bowl maker, that must be on Duff, Tezvav, fruit bowl. The fruit bowl maker, who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100-day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son. Which reminds us, the next mission teaches that one who said, I'm a Nazar, when I have a son and a Nazar for 100 days, if a son is born up until the 70th day, he has lost nothing, meaning both terms are counted simultaneously. But if he was born after the 70th day, he forfeits, meaning he must suspend his term to count his sons, since his son's term would end later than his. Rav says, Yom Shivim Olo Lokan Lokan. The 70th day counts for both his and his son's terms. The start of the day counts for his term, and when his son is born that day, the latter part of that day counts for his son's term. So, the fruit bowl maker, who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100-day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son, sent a fruit bowl to cheer up the Avil, who didn't cut his hair before Yantav, and must let it grow through the Shoshim, which reminds us, it was taught in a brace of a burial is eight days before Yantav. The Tanakhama says the Shoshim ends, and the Avil may cut his hair on air of Yantav, but if he did not, he may not cut it after Yantav. He holds that the permit was a special dispensation for the honor of Yantav, and if he didn't utilize it, the Shoshim continues 
continues after Yantav. Avashul disagrees, even if he didn't cut his hair before Yantav, he can cut it after. Just as keeping three days ends the law of Shiva, so too keeping seven days ends the law of Shloshim. So the fruit bowl maker, who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100-day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son sent a fruit bowl to cheer up the Abel who didn't cut his hair before Yantav and must let it grow through the Shloshim, and sent another one to the Shemer's Yom Keneged Yom, who saw blood again and couldn't eat the Pesach, but was exempt from bringing a Pesach Sheni, which reminds us that if a Karm Pesach was shechted and the blood sprinkled for Shemer's Yom Keneged Yom on her second day, which is the potential clean day, and then she saw another blood discharge, she cannot eat the Pesach being Tame, yet she's exempt from making a Pesach Sheni. So once again, the fruit bowl maker, who was so happy that he could count the 70th day of his 100-day Naziris for his Naziris that marked the birth of his son, sent a fruit bowl to cheer up the Avil, who didn't cut his hair before Yantav, and must let it grow through the Shoshi, and sent another one to the Shomer's Yom Keneged Yom, who saw blood again and couldn't eat the Pesach, but was exempt from bringing a Pesach Shani. All right, so now it's time for four blah back Chazara. Daf Yudolf, so the simran Daf Yudolf is stars like the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The drunk who thought he was seeing 11 hairy stars, 11 hairy stars, that must mean we're in Duff Yudolf, stars. The drunk who thought he was seeing 11 hairy stars over his head and told his friends who were pouring him another cup, I'm a Nazar from it, which reminds us that if a cup was offered to a drunk and he declared Nazir's from it, his intent is assumed to be merely a netter from that cup. The Gemara asks why he did not say so and explains that he thinks that if he'll make a netter from that cup, they'll apply him with others. So instead, he declares Naziris to stop them completely, although he only means a netter. So the drunk who thought he was seeing 11 hairy stars over his head and told his friends who were pouring him another cup, I am a Nazar from it, and then in slurred speech said, I'm a Nazar on condition. I drink wine, which reminds us. The next mission teaches, if one said, I'm a Nazar on condition that I may drink wine, or that I may become tummy from the dead, he is a Nazar and forbidden in all of them, and his condition is ineffective. If he said, I know that there is Nazirus, but I didn't know that a Nazir is forbidden in wine, he is forbidden in wine as an ordinary Nazir. But Rebbe permits him in wine and does not consider him a Nazir, because he holds in Dav Gimel that all prohibitions must be accepted to affect Nazirus. So the drunk who thought he was seeing 11 hairy stars over his head, and told his friends who were pouring him another cup, I'm a Nazir from it, and then in slurred speech said, I'm a Nazir on condition, I drink wine, got excited when he heard his friend say, I'm a Nazar, and it's also upon me to shave a Nazar, and he responded, and I, and upon me to shave a Nazar. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, if one said, Hareini Nazar, Nazar, I'm a Nazar, and it's also upon me to shave a Nazar, meaning to provide his components, which enable him to shave at the end of his term, and his friend heard and said, and I, and upon me to shave a Nazar, if they are smart, they shave each other, meaning they provide each other's kabbanas. And if not, they shave other nazirim. Daf Yud Beis. So the similar Daf Yud Beis is 12 brothers. So here goes. The eldest of the 12 hairy brothers. 12 hairy brothers? That must be on Daf Yud Beis. 12 brothers. The eldest of the twelve hairy brothers, who was forbidden to all women, because he sent the shaliach to be Makadish woman, without specifying anyone, which reminds us, Rabbi Yitzhak by Yosef said in the name of Yochanan, If one says to a shaliach, go and be Makadish woman for me, without specifying anyone, He's forbidden to all the women in the world as possible relatives of his unidentified wife. Because we say, It's presumed that a shaliach performs his shalichos, and anyone may be his wife. 
So the eldest of their twelve hairy brothers, who was forbidden to all women, because he sent the shliach to be Makarish a woman without specifying anyone, made a big engagement party when he finally got engaged to the woman who had no relatives, except for a divorced sister who was married at the time. He appointed the shliach, which reminds us, Rabbi teaches Rabbi Yochanan agrees that a woman with no living relatives is permitted to the man in the above case because she cannot have become forbidden to him through whichever woman he married. He adds that this is so even if she has a sister who was married when he appointed the shliach and was subsequently divorced and eligible for marriage. The more explains Rabbi's reasoning, A person can only appoint a shuyach for that which he himself can do presently, but for that which he cannot himself do presently, he cannot appoint a shuyach, even if he becomes able after the appointment. So, the eldest of the twelve hairy brothers, who was forbidden to all women, because he sent a shuyach to be Makadish a woman, without specifying anyone made a big engagement party when he finally got engaged to the woman who had no relatives, except for a divorced sister who was married at the time he appointed the shaliach, and got annoyed with his two youngest hairy brothers who made a mess of the party playing, it's upon me to shave. Half a nazir, which reminds us, the next mission states, Hari chatsi nazir. If one said, it's upon me to shave half a nazir. Rabbi Meir says, nazir shalom. Nazir shalom. This one must shave a complete nazir, and this one must shave a complete nazir. The Chachamim say, chatsi nazir. Chatsi nazir. This one shaves half a nazir, and this one shaves half a nazir. Rabbi Meir holds the first segment obligates him, employed providing a nazir's kabbanas, and the second segment cannot undo that based on his position elsewhere, the toughest Russian Rishon. Give primary to the first phrase. The Chum say the second phrase clarifies the meaning of the first. Daf Yud Gimel. So the Simr Daf Yud Gimel is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. The Harry Bar Mitzvah boy. Bar Mitzvah boy. That must more Daf Yud Gimel. The Harry Bar Mitzvah boy shared the moving story about how his father heard his friend say, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, not knowing the child would die within the first month. Which reminds us, the next mission discusses cases of one who declares to be a Nazar when he has a child. It then states, ishto, if his wife lost the child, meaning it died within a month and his viability at birth is unknown, the Tanakhama says he is not a Nazar. The more explains that this is the opinion of Yehuda, who holds that a person would not enter himself into a doubtful Nazirus. Rabbi Shimon offers a solution to this doubtful Nazar in terms of what he can say to ensure that he's a definite Nazar regardless of the status of the child. So the hairy bar mitzvah boy shared the moving story about how his father heard his friend say, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, not knowing the child would die within the first month. And his father had said, and upon me as well, which reminds us, which reminds us, Ben Rochumi asked the Bible, one said, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, and his friend heard and said, and upon me as well, what is the halacha? A diburi mashma, a gufi mashma? Does his declaration refer to the words of the first, meaning that he'll also be a Nazar when the first has a son, or refer to himself that he also accepts to be a Nazar when he himself has a son? The question is left unresolved. So the Harry Bar Mitzvah boy shared the moving story about how his father heard his friend say, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, not knowing the child would die within the first month. And his father had said, and upon me as well. And then thanked his father for interrupting his own Naziras when he was born. Which reminds us, if he said, Harini Nazar Ksheli Ben, but Nazar, I'm a Nazar when I have a son, and again a Nazar. And he began his term and then had a son, he leaves his term and counts his son's term since it was declared first and afterwards completes his own term. So the simmer is a hand and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The hairy juggler. Juggler. That must be one. Yud. Yud. Hand. The hairy juggler who said he would juggle while 
being a Nazar after 20 days and 100 days from now, which reminds us, Rabbi asked, if one declared to be a Nazar after 20 days and 100 day Nazar from now, what is the halacha? Do we say that he does not want his 100 day Nazirs interrupted by a short term Nazirs and it does not begin until after his 30 day term is complete? Or do we say that since, even if it will be interrupted, there will still remain 80 days to his first Nazirs, longer than a full 30 day growth, he does not mind its interruption and it begins immediately? So, the hairy juggler who said he would juggle while being a Nazir after 20 days and 100 days from now, and then restarted his Nazirs because he became Tame, while his Nazirs was interrupted by his Tsaras, which reminds us a Nazir becomes a Matsur does not forfeit any prior days, but cannot count days towards his Nazirs until he's purified. Nitma b'meid Tsaras, if he became Tame during his days of Tsaras, Rav Yochan says he forfeits the days counted before Tsaras, and Rishakish says he does not. So the hairy juggler said he would juggle while being a Nazir after 20 days and 100 days from now and then restarted his Nazirs because he became Tame while his Nazirs was interrupted by his Tsaras was glad to learn that he would not be required to start again if he became Tame on a day of hair growth. Which reminds us, the Gemara states, Nitma b'yom gidol seyer, if he became Tame on a day of hair growth, Rav says he does not forfeit his completed Nazirus, even according to Rabbi Yochanan's opinion in the previous cases. In those cases, he was within the term of an actual Nazirus, but here, gidol seyer mishlam Nazirusu, the extra time for hair growth, is merely a supplement to the Nazirus. Shmuel says he does forfeit his Nazirus, even according to Yishwakish's opinion in the previous cases. In those cases, there were two separate Nazirus terms according to Yishwakish's view, whereas here it's one term of Nazir, so any Tuma causes forfeiture of the entire term. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we have whether an Avu who did not cut his hair after Shiva before Yantav may cut it after Yantav? That's on Dav. Tezvav. Good. Number 2. Which stuff do we learn that one who says, I'm a Nazar when I have a son and again a Nazar, and then he began his term and then had a son, he leaves his term and counts his son's term since it was declared first. That's on Dav. Yod Gimel. Good. Number three. Which stuff did Malchus Rabbi Yochan Rishakish if a Nazar became Tame during his days of Tsaras if he forfeits the days counted before Tsaras? That's on Daf. Yodad. Good. Number four. Which stuff we have a case where a cow won't get up and a person says that it's as if it's saying, I'm a Nazar if I stand up? That's on Daf. Yud. Good number five. Which stuff do we have if two people each say it's upon me to shave half a Nazar, whether they each have to shave a complete Nazar? That's on Dav. Yud base. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is if one declared to be a Nazar after 20 days and a 100 day Nazar from now? That's on Dav. Yudalad. Good number seven. Which stuff do we the Rav says that the 70th day counts for both a Nazar's 100 day term and for the term marking the birth of a son, a son Dav? Tezvav. Good number eight. Which stuff do we that if one said, I'm a Nazar on condition that I may drink wine or that I may become tummy from the dead, he is a Nazar and forbidden in all of them and his condition is ineffective, that's on Dav? Yudalad. Good number nine. Which stuff? Do we discuss a Shemer's Yom Keneged Yom who had a discharge after a Pesach was brought? That's on Dav. Tezbav. Good. And number 10, wish that the that a man who told his Shuleif to go be a womb for him would be permitted to a woman with no relatives and would also be permitted to a woman if she had a sister who was married at the time of his appointing a Shuleif. That's on Dav. Yud Beis. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Goltham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.